Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily in 5 Minutes or Less. My name is Malia. And this is Jose. Episode 148. One Lord, One Faith, One Baptism. Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. The word one appears seven times in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. Oneness and unity are important themes in Ephesians and in Paul's other writings. Paul constantly preached about unity and prayed for unity among church members. In modern times, the Lord revealed to Joseph Smith that unity is a key law of the celestial kingdom. There is only one true Lord, one true faith, one true baptism, and one true Father of all. Elder Delbert L. Stapley of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles spoke of the critical role apostles played in maintaining unity and pure doctrine. After Jesus put his apostles in charge of the church anciently, they preached the same unity of doctrine and practiced the same ordinances which Jesus had given them. As long as they remained on the earth, functioning under the authority Jesus gave them, and uniformity of the ordinances prevailed. The gospel message which they were commanded to take to all the world was the same to everyone, everywhere. People were not taught different gospels and then given a choice. There was only one plan for all. Because of the requirements of salvation, the Apostle Paul wrote, There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One church, one authorized ministry, one orthodox gospel doctrine, and one Holy Ghost characterized the church of Jesus Christ in his time. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Thus God's revelation to the leaders of the church of Jesus Christ was reasonable, consistent, and unified. It was only after the death of Christ's apostles that revelation ceased. The pure doctrines of Christ taught became diluted with the philosophies of the world, and profane innovations appeared in the ordinances of the church. Eventually, that which had once been clear and understandable became mythical and confusing. In Doctrine and Covenants, we learn about being one and unity during the early days of the Restoration. Doctrine and Covenants 105 3 but behold, they are not learned to be obedient to the things which I required at their hands, but are full of all manner of evil, and do not impart of their substance, as become as saints to the poor and afflicted among them, and are not united according to the union required by the law of the celestial kingdom. And Zion cannot be built up unless it is by the principles of the law of the celestial kingdom. Otherwise I cannot receive her unto myself. In the revelation recorded in Doctrine and Covenants 105, the Lord outlined some of the reasons why Zion was not to be redeemed at that time. The saints' transgressions prevented them from achieving the unity that is required for Zion to be established. For example, church members who lived outside of Missouri withheld the requested funds for purchasing land in Missouri and in Kirtland, Ohio for the temple and to help with Zion's camp expedition. On April 7, 1834, in a letter written before the camp's departure, the prophet Joseph Smith, along with two members of the United Firm, expressed displeasure 
with the saints' lack of response, saying, If this church, which is attempting to be the church of Christ, will not help us when they can do it without sacrifice with those blessings which God has bestowed upon them, God shall take away their talent and give it to those who have no talent, and shall prevent them from ever obtaining a place of refuge or an inheritance upon the land of Zion. Through the prophet Joseph Smith, the Lord told the saints that Zion cannot be built up unless it is by the principles of the law of the celestial kingdom. The city of Zion is to be the city of holiness, the city of our God, a place of purity where the Lord may dwell among his saints. It is a representation of the celestial kingdom here on the earth. The principles of the law of the celestial kingdom are found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now discuss with your family, how can you build Zion within your home? And that's it for today's episode of Come Follow Me Daily in 5 Minutes or Less. If you've liked this episode and think someone else would too, we would love for you to share it.